hello. <laughs> hello. Today How has been a challenge. Doing? We just talked over each other. It's fine. I'm great. How are you doing? <laughs> I think that in and of itself says how my day is going. Yes. <laughs> but how are you? I'm good. I'm everything's good. I have been struggling a little bit recently. I'm currently feeling really burnt out in my job. Mm-hmm. And it's just all very hard to process at one time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going through a total overhaul of my life right now. I mean, like, things have been good because I'm choosing for them to be good, even though, like, the actual events in my life have not been so great. So, I'm going to quit my job. If you've listened to us thus far and listened to all of our episodes, you're you would know that I love my job. And so the reason that I'm going to quit my job is because I do not function in a strict, rigid schedule of an office environment. That is not beneficial for my mental health. And I kind of knew that going into the workforce, but it wasn't solidified. I was kind of like, it's like a relationship where you're like, this person's trying or (laughs) maybe I should just try it out and see how it goes and like maybe it's me that's the problem not the work or not the other person um but after COVID happened and we moved home and started working remote it became super clear to me that working from home is that is what I need absolutely what I need and I am not willing to go back into a nine to five going into the office every day. The gas money is not worth it. The getting up in the morning and getting dressed and like looking presentable isn't worth it. Like I just, I can do my job and I have skills that can be useful in a remote position. So I don't want to work in the office. My job had told us that they did not plan to bring us back into the office full-time. They expected us to be continuing through the life of the company in a hybrid situation, and all of a sudden changed their minds last week. And, well, two weeks ago now. And I'm frustrated that they're not willing to work with me and work with everyone else at the company. It's a very small company in protecting our mental health. I mean, we are all happier working from home. We're financially better off working from home. Our mental health is better off working from home. And this is this is something that we like touched on in a previous episode and I don't know what episode, but I was saying how my company I felt like valued my mental health because I could call in when I'm having a panic attack or an anxiety attack and tell them I'm not coming in and they would just take it as okay she's sick and that's cool and I can have the day off you know and use it as one of my sick days and nobody's gonna think anything negatively of me for doing that and then you Lauren were telling me about how you like in corporate and your experience in the workforce that that's just like really negatively looked upon and people are just like suck it up you know yeah so basically they're making us come back into the office after essentially promising us. They didn't use the words, we promise you, but it was essentially 
in good faith a promise that they were not going to bring us back into the office because that's what they told us. I put myself first and I'm like, I cannot go back into the office full time. That's not okay with me. And so I talked to my HR manager and she set up a conference call with my boss and I talked to my boss and he was just basically like, well, this is what the company needs. We thought that everything was fine the way it was in the office, so we're just going to bring it back to the way it was because everything was working good then. And I'm like, well, it wasn't fine. I wasn't fine. But before coronavirus happened, there was no possibility of working from home. We were forced into working from home because of COVID. And we, he had to, like, buy a bunch of stuff and, and completely, like, shift the way that the office worked. That never would have happened if it wasn't for COVID. And so there was no point in me bringing up to my boss or anyone in the office that I was miserable going into right. the office because there was nothing. It was either I have to change my job and, like, quit or right. just deal with that's how the office environment is going to be. And I think that's how it has been and is for a lot of people now that you know like we have been working from home or a lot of people have been working from home especially those in corporate I mean I would technically consider you corporate um you know even though it's a smaller company it technically it's still a business it is still a business yeah no I get what you're saying and so I was under the impression and this is kind of where we had ended this conversation um like in our private talks Mm -hmm. that Um, I was under the impression that I could find a job or a company to work for that would meet my needs um, and that I uh, would feel fulfilled and and comfortable with and that like almost I guess that I I wasn't disposable and like and now I'm I'm coming to this realization that's like nope I'm disposable to any company and I'm frustrated that they would rather let me go than come up with some sort of meeting in the middle type of compromise in order to let us work from home because I'm not the only one. Like, so for my mental health, that's the reason I want to work from home because I am less stressed. I am happier. My routine is good. Like, I feel, I don't feel burnt out. I work harder for the company because I'm working from home and I have flexibility and I'm not stressed. And when I'm not stressed, I can focus. And when I'm comfortable and I'm in my pajamas and not in some uncomfortable work clothes, I can focus better. When I can sit on the couch and put my feet up and I'm comfortable, I can focus better. That may not be the case for some people. I know some people that when they put their feet up on the couch, they just want to take a nap and like watch TV and then they need that office environment. That's not me. For me, putting my feet up makes me able to focus better. But that's like besides the point. I'm frustrated that I'm disposable and that they're not willing to like see how this could work working from home because we've been doing it for the last year and it's working. Um, And like one of my coworkers is going to be a mom and a, like of a second child and it's going to cost more for childcare than it is that then she's making and then like I have another coworker that lives pretty far away and before the pandemic she was just dealing with the drive but now that she's been working from home and doesn't have to pay all that gas money she's saving like a ridiculous amount of gas money and also like not putting the miles on her car and I'm telling you this because later on I had a conversation with a different coworker and 
you need to know those things about those coworkers in order to like for that conversation to make sense. So I was gonna give up and just quit. But then my roommates were like, no, you should like talk to your coworkers. If everyone's upset, then you should bring it up and talk to your boss all together because what are they gonna do? Fire all of you? And uh, I was like, I mean, I guess not. Probably, probably a good idea. I should talk to them all and see if we're all on the same page. So I talked to some of them individually. And my one coworker was telling me, and I'm very good friends with this coworker. They, this person was like, okay, well, we need good reasons to bring to them in order for them to change their mind about this decision. Because if we don't bring to them good, valid reasons that we should be working from home, there's no way that they're going to change their minds. And I was like, okay, well, what do you consider a good reason? This person was like, well, just tell me what your reasons are and I'll tell you if they're good or not. And I was like, okay, I guess. I mean, my mental health is the reason that I don't want to go into the office. That's my number one priority is taking care of me. Like, I'm the only person that I get to exist with for the entirety of my being and my life. So I am my number one priority, and my mental health is the biggest thing in that. Like, it needs to be happy in order for me to be happy. And that's my main reason. And then I went into a whole list of other reasons. Like, I'm more efficient at home. I'm more effective at home. I can focus better. I'm not as tired. And, like, Uh, I do more for the company when I work at home than when I'm in the office because when I'm in the office I leave the office and I turn work off and when I'm at home I can do things like a little bit longer than maybe I would have done in the office because I can and I have the energy and I'm more available for the agents that I work with. So there's all that but the main reason I want to work from home is for my mental health and that's a good enough reason. And for this person, it was not a good enough reason. And they said to me that that's not a good enough reason. And then followed that up with this other person who is my coworker who's having another baby is going to have to pay more for childcare than they make at work. That's a good enough reason. My The coworker that lives far away and is going to lose money, like, have to pay more in gas than they're making, that's a good enough reason. And I just wanted to scream and strangle this person because I'm like, this is a prime example of the entire reason we're doing this freaking podcast, that people do not view mental health as a valid reason or a good enough reason for anything. And when it's the most important reason... And, it, it, like, the argument that this coworker was trying to make that, oh, like, this financial burden is a better, more important reason than your mental health is just asinine to me <laughs> because if you really think about it, this, this coworker is saying, well, if this job doesn't fit your mental health, then you should quit and find a job that does fit your mental health. You can use that same logic for someone who is who lives far away. If if this job is too far away for you to where you're spending too much money in gas, then you should quit and find a job that is closer to you physically. If you want to have kids and you need to work from home in order to take care of your kids in a financial 
like a financially effective way, then you should quit and find a remote job so you can stay home and take care of your quiz. Kids, it is the same logic. It's just that people don't seem to view that mental health counts and that like I'm I'm pissed just talking about it. I'm it just makes me so angry that finances are more important like are a more valid reason to work to have the company work from home than the overall well-being of your co- of your employees. Like it's asinine. <laughs> um okay. That's it. That's that. I'm. There'll be more, I'm sure, as you respond. But go for it. What do you have to say about that, Lauren? So, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings on this entire topic. And when you came to me and you told me all this, I was so sad for you because it was just like it was, you know. I never want anybody to feel how I have felt in negative situations. But I also was transparent with you in the fact that, you know, I think this is something that people, all people eventually get to or learn. Right, and and that's what you said to me. Like, a company at the end of the day is a company that looks out for itself and for its, like, in its, um, I don't even, the words that I'm looking for. Yeah, no, you you got it right. It's like, at the end of the day, a business is a business. They will always be a business, and numbers are always going to matter. And, you know, like, I currently work for a company that I love and I think is great. But I know if I don't meet my KPIs, which I don't, if you don't know what that is, is essentially, <laughs> like, if you don't meet your numbers, um, you know, I work in HR and I'm a, I'm a recruiter. So if I don't meet my numbers per week, then, you know, that's brought into question. Like, there's a lot of different things that I have to actively be doing. And if I'm not doing those, then I'm looked at from a business standpoint. But if I'm doing well, then it's, oh, hey, Lauren, you know, like, you're part of the family. You're right. a part of us. And it's so frustrating. It's it's really frustrating and it feels two-faced and it feels all of these different types of things. And so like even though I was really sad that you had to go through this experience, at the same time I was slightly I don't want to say grateful because I feel like that's going to sound terrible, but like I was slightly grateful that you know you were finally able to see like what what business and corporate is and it's like I learned that a long time ago you know my entire family is primarily in corporate um I just like I knew that from a young age but personally experiencing it just hits you differently right it's like what you were saying that the that people are like Oh, when you're doing good, you're part of the family, and mm-hmm. when you're not, and and so that's not exactly what I'm going through because I'm not. It's not like I've done anything that the company has been right. unhappy with, but it's like the fact that that I need this. Like I'm giving. When you work for a company, you give them your entire being. Like you give them so much of your time, more of your time than you give anything else. Like mm-hmm. to your life because. Right. I mean, you just, you spend so much time working. For them, for me to give all of that time and energy to a company and for them to not give that back to me in return, um, when I'm saying this is what I need for my mental health, it's just, I, I'm, 
angry. <laughs> I'm no, and angry. That's, totally, that's a valid feeling. And I went through probably six months of that feeling of just not understanding how it could be so unfair because, you know, you do dedicate so much of your time. It's a nine to five, right? Like that's a huge chunk of your day to be giving to somebody just to, at the end of the day, be trash. And so I think there comes this point, which might be controversial to some, but I think there comes this point where we need to understand as a society that your job isn't the end-all be-all. Like, Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was talking to you about how we have a really big crisis and a really big problem with people, which I know you did this, you told me you did, but people taking, like, ownership and pride and, not pride, but what was the word you used? You told me, like, you, you identified with it. And when that's lost it's like an identity crisis Mm -hmm. what do I even do now right but it's like why are you identifying with something that at the end of the day is not going to fully support you as an individual being and And I think that um if they're like if if a corporate company works for you then that's great but I think that on a whole I think there's a line. Yeah, there is definitely a line. But, like, so what you're saying is, like, why are you identifying with this thing? I don't think there's anything wrong with identifying with with your job. If, but I think the vast majority of people don't feel, feel fulfilled with their job. And, like, I don't want to speak for anyone. But just looking at, like, polls and looking at, like, conferences that I've been to where people are looking for something else. And, like, with millennials who switch jobs every two to three years because they're not feeling fulfilled with what they're doing and they want to feel fulfilled, I think that society is turning down a corner um, or, like, like turning the corner and realizing that we are not okay with the way that, that – this is and I'm not sure culturally there may be a difference um like in other in other countries I just did a conference with a bunch of um like remote travel workers from Europe and there is is the an employment crisis in Europe just the same as there is an employment crisis here in the United States where the undesirable jobs that that don't pay well that don't treat you well that don't have good hours that don't have health care that don't provide you with um like a comfortable safe work environment but people still were working because they had to now with coronavirus people getting unemployment people getting aid people realizing that they they want more from life than what they were getting before um there is a staffing issue everywhere across the world and uh, i don't know so much like about asia or africa or anything like that but i do know europe and the u.s are having the same issues yeah i mean i'm i'm a recruiter Um, and I'm a recruiter for those types of jobs. I will be upfront and candid about that. Um, I mean, you could easily find that on the internet about me. So, I mean, (laughs) no big deal, but, um, I am facing a really big struggle. And I talked at the beginning of this episode that I'm feeling burned out. I have literally been working on the same positions to fill them for the past like three to four months Yeah, because nobody nobody wants wants to work at them. Yeah. So it's it's definitely a huge problem. And, you know, I don't I didn't want to come off as, you know, dissing anybody who is happy with their job, because, like, I think that there are those people out there for sure. 
I just think that at the end of the day, we need to have like our priorities right. And I think that we need to hold those boundaries. Those like those boundaries of like, you know, I am me and I, you know, I am only ever going to have me in this lifetime, like you stated. And I think that's a great way to say it, state it because it's true. And, you know, like your company will always be there, but your health may not be if you do not take care of it. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I think that it's this line between giving yourself, but also taking care of yourself, just like any other relationship would have you do it. It's just, I feel like harder and less socially acceptable to do it in the corporate setting, like in a relationship, you know, in relationships where we're encouraged to keep that balance, we're encouraged to do all these things. But then when it comes to like a job or, you know, whatever, we're encouraged to expend ourselves as much as physically possible. Right, because we need money to live. Right, and I think that we need to hold a balance and I think that we need to be conscious in what we're doing and, you know, understanding, like, we are, at the end of the day, we're more than our job. Yeah, and so my therapist is always telling me um, that anger is not a bad thing and that that our feelings and emotions aren't bad things and that's like what we try to preach here on the podcast and that that nothing that you're feeling is bad even if it's something that feels really crappy um take that and look at it and say what do I want to do with that how do I use this and I I think that that if anyone out there is feeling what you or I you and I are feeling with this like take that anger and take that frustration and don't put it into like overexpending yourself more but put it into putting yourself first and yep. and giving that fuel to put yourself first because that's a, that's what you have to do in a in a world where like that doesn't want to work with you and in, in mental health and so and i think like one of the questions we have on our outline is like, well, what do we do about this? We're over here venting and and being angry with the way that society is. We want to provide feedback of like how to help yourself through this. I do have a few things, but I'll let you go first, Sophia. Yeah. So I'm, I come at it from like a twofold. On the one hand, this is a systemic issue. This is, this is a, a worldwide system that is the problem. Like the way that we have designed the workforce and years and years and years of gaslighting and and sweeping issues under the rug and literally lobotomizing people with mental health issues like they're they're like mental health has been just this this taboo for so long especially in western culture that it it's a systemic issue that needs to be changed can we change that like right now with the snap of our fingers and give you tips on how to change that no no we can't no we probably wouldn't (laughs) be here if we could (laughs) yeah so I mean that's the point of this podcast is to hopefully become big enough to where we can affect systemic change um but then the, the second more tangible like things that we can talk about are what can you do as an individual to influence that systemic change because we are like a system is essentially uh, made up of individuals and so if each individual 
starts to change, then maybe eventually the system will change as well. And so I, I think what really needs to happen is that people need to take a deep look at what they need for their mental health in terms of work and they need to put that first and that's why i'm quitting my job because uh a few years ago when i wasn't putting myself first i would have just stayed stayed and and stayed with what was comfortable because i didn't think that i was valuable i didn't think that i had skills i didn't think that i was good enough to get another job and i probably would have just stayed and now that's just absolutely not what I'm going to do because I I know what I need for my mental health and that's not a rigid office environment. And so, like, there's nothing. I love my company. My coworkers are amazing. The actual in-office atmosphere is amazing. Like, there's, there's nothing that I go into the office and I'm like, wow, I hate being around these people. Wow, this office is, like, this culture is miserable. Like, my company is amazing. They really are, and I, like, I don't want to be bashing them in any way. But they don't value clearly the mental health of their employees because that's not a good enough reason to let us work from home. When it's working, we are doing our job effectively from home. It would be one thing if we couldn't do our job from home, but we can. So, like, I'm putting myself first. So what do you have on that? I think to kind of just summarize that, honestly – I think that people were really on the right track. And I I say people as a very generalized term here, just so everyone is aware. But I think a lot of people took the pandemic as a time to do some soul searching. Like, what do you, at the end of the day, really want out of your life? And to Sophia's point about, you know, being the change, be the change in that. You know, set those boundaries, set up what do you actually want and chase after it. Um, I think if more people did that, then things would start to change systematically. Mm -hmm. It would get the ball rolling. It would. It definitely would. Um, And then I think being conscious, like I said, in, you know, long term, what do you want? But also just, you know, from the day-to-day point as well. Like, I really had to take a look at what I want my day-to-day to look like back when I was kind of going through all of this because I had only ever envisioned for myself working in corporate. And I realized that that, at the end of the day, long-term is not what I actually want. So I had to figure out a way to make what I want a reality. And I'm still in the process of that. Like it's not, it hasn't happened yet, but you know, I'm in the process of it. And one of the things is the podcast. Like I really want to create the conversation on mental health. And I really hope that this creates change in, you know, um, this, this society that we live in. And if I can make that change, then, you know, I think that that would make me just feel really happy and fulfilled so what makes you feel fulfilled um on a daily basis and long term and then start to work towards whatever that is and truly that is how I changed my view and it helped me to keep my boundaries because you know sometimes we want to have these boundaries but it's hard to actually implement them it's hard to actually keep them but if you have that vision in the back of your head of what you want 
it's a lot easier to maintain those boundaries. Yeah. I I just went to this conference that was really, really, really enlightening. It was called the Work Travel Summit. Um, it was put on by, oh, I can't remember the name of the company right now, but it was like a, a nomad type company. Um, I did this free thing and it was just so enlightening and like there was networking and there there were speakers that were just teaching you how to be confident enough in yourself to get the life that you want and they were talking a lot about what we're talking about today how co- how coronavirus has changed the way that the workforce is going to be forever um i think that I think that it has changed a lot of things, but I think there's a lot of things that are really resisting that change, and my company is one of them. And so um, I guess, like, the reason I'm bringing that up is because there's there's so many resources out there to help you find the career that you, that you want. There's literally people who make their living off of being career coaches and helping you find the career that you want. So don't think that you can't do it. I guess is what I want to say. Like, you can do it. There's... I... Yeah, and, you know, it it can be really hard starting out in something that... I think that's a good point. I, It can be really hard starting out in something that you feel like nobody else has done before. <laughs> and, like, Sophia and I are first to say how difficult it is. I mean, we started a podcast, and I don't have any friends who own podcasts. Like, I know other people who have them, but they're rich and famous and they have a following and it was just like it was a little bit nerve-wracking to do this and be the first to do it as far as I knew but Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to remember you can do anything you can set your mind to as cliche as it is and number two you can start over at any age and I get a lot of people who tell me, you know, I'm too old for that. I'm too this. I'm too that. I, you know, I'm about to retire. I'm, you know, in the middle of my career. How am I just going to up and change it? I just got married. Like I've got to be, I've got to be stable. You can do it. And you know, it's not going to happen overnight more than likely. It might. Congrats to you if it does. Um, but just starting and being consistent is what truly matters. Right, and, and you don't have to be an entrepreneur. You don't no. have to start your own business in order to get the life that you want. Like, we're, uh, me and Lauren have been saying that, that corporate has disappointed us. That doesn't mean it's going to be a disappointment for everybody. There are some people who, who like that structure and who like somebody else taking all of the risk because that's what a... Uh, an employee like that's what being an employee is is letting the employer take all of the risk of the company which is is a big deal and so and some people don't want to take that risk right and um I'm still not 100% sure I'm ready to take that (laughs) risk and not and not be an employee you know I like but the easiest way to even start being a digital nomad is to be an employee because there are now so many companies that are post-COVID. Um, well, I mean, we're not totally post-COVID, but that are, like, 
sort of post-COVID, like changing to remote positions. So there's a lot more remote positions out there now. But there before that, there were remote positions available. Um, hard so to take find, some though, time. Yeah, but um, I don't know if people if you know how to look, they're not as hard to find. But so I, I did this whole like thing that I may actually send you the slides from this work travel okay. summit that I did. Um, maybe we'll post them like on the website when we put the okay. website up because that's it's in the progress or in the process. It's almost up, y'all. But finding a position to be like a digital nomad or to be working from home, if that's what works for you, it's possible. And there's a, it's a lot more possible now post COVID. But you could also be an entrepreneur or you could be a freelancer if you are very good at like th- certain things like writing or editing or marketing. You could do things like freelance work too, um, photography. Lo- there's lots of stuff that that you could do. Um, and yeah, I think I think that I'd like to post something about about that on the website. So I won't talk too much more about it. But but yeah, I mean, just at the end of the day, take what we're saying here and and put yourself first and take it from us who are like I'm I'm down on myself. I don't think I'm good enough. That's one of my core negative like beliefs about myself is that I'm not good enough that I constantly have to battle against. And so if you're feeling like that, I'm feeling like that too and I'm still going to quit my job. <laughs> Right. So if I can do it, you can do it. But I'm not I'm not telling you to quit your job if you don't want to. But just take take a look at what you need for yourself yeah. and make sure that you're putting I mean, yourself first. It could first. be as simple as like adding new things, adding more travel into your life, adding more hobbies, adding the same hobby that you love, but just making more time for it. I mean it just it doesn't have to be career. Or like communicating better with your employer too. Yeah, it but it just it doesn't have to be changing careers or doing whatever. But it just whatever would make you first. happier and healthier in the long run, I think is a really great thing to look at as soon as you can. Mhm. Yeah. And then hopefully people will not tell you that mental health is not a good enough reason. I I dream for a day and I dream that I am alive when this day happens that the workforce will not <laughs> tell you that mental health is not a good enough reason um for something. You do you do you hope for that day too? I hope for that day too. I I really 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 do and I want to be the change in order to see that. So like that's part of the reason why I wanted to start this podcast in the first place because I want to be the change. Mm-hmm. I do, to a fault, think that business is going to be business no matter what. Like, not, I think that we definitely can improve, don't get me wrong, but I don't think it's going to 100% change over. I still think that there is going to be some aspect of the business portion where I mean it like looking at numbers, looking at finances, looking at all of those things that make a business at its core. I think those will still exist no matter what. But I think that employers may learn how to better work with employees on finding a middle ground that works for both parties. Yeah, I'm shaking my head. Y'all can't hear me shake my head. I'm shaking my <laughs> head, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, I think well. that will eventually happen. I just, I don't think that the business aspect will completely disappear. I don't think so either, but I just think it's possible for for 
a work-life balance to exist in society that just doesn't yeah. right now. I think we need so. to get better at that, for sure. Yeah. So, um, that's all I have to say. We're a little over our time. Yeah, we are over time. Yeah, so we'll talk to you guys in two weeks. <laughs> yep. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.